Welcome to the Mama Knows Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Dina. Let's talk raising babies and a beauty business. Do you ever find yourself wondering, how does she do it? Well, you're about to find out. Moms just like you share their secrets to success in the beauty industry and how they make their life and business glow and grow mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Toddlers to teens, taxes to taglines. The real and the raw on mom life and the beauty business. Hi friends and welcome to the show. My name is Dina and I am your host of this wonderful podcast, Mama Knows Beauty Business. And if you are a mom running or working in the beauty industry, I am so glad you are here. There is something to learn from absolutely everyone. Today, my guest is here to share her journey of becoming a mom and running two beauty businesses. Yes, two. I've had the pleasure of knowing Misty for quite a few years. And I'll be honest, when I found out she was pregnant, this episode was already in the works in the back of my mind that is. So I am super excited to have her here today sharing her ups, downs, pivots, struggles, joys, all the things of being a new mom running two beauty businesses. You are not going to want to miss this episode because we are diving deep into all the things. We discuss how some days life is so good motherhood and business, and how other days things just feel like they're falling apart. We're also going into astrology and how your sun sign can affect your work or how you interact with people in the beauty industry or while you're performing a specific task. So if you're driving, go ahead and turn up the volume because we're diving in now. Well, welcome to the show, Misty. I am so excited to have you, Misty. So excited to be here. Yes, Misty is a dear friend, and I have been wanting to have her on the show for quite a while, and now she is a mom, so she is going to share with us being a mom in the beauty industry. Misty, take a minute and tell my guest all about you. My name is Missy Collins, and I am a hairstylist. This will be my 14th year doing hair. I have a hair and makeup business with a business partner of mine who's actually a good friend. Um, we specialize in doing wedding hair and makeup for on-site weddings throughout Central Florida. We actually are traveling to Mexico in a couple months, so that's great. Yeah, and I'm actually a first-time mom, so I'm excited. I'm finally able to be on the Mama Knows Beauty. Yes, yes. I know you started your journey in the beauty industry prior to being a mom. So what has been one of the biggest changes you've noticed being a mom running your hairdressing business as well as your bridal beauty business now with your little guy? I would say time. I used to be the biggest workaholic. I would work 14 hour days with, you know, six days a week with no angst against it, you know? Um, especially my bridal business, I would work seven days a week if need be, but now my time I have went part-time. I think I'm at 30 hours a week, but to me, that's so much more worth it. 
Um, but that's the wonderful thing in our industry. We can do that and still be successful, you know, and we don't have to technically have a boss. So that's a wonderful thing. Um, but yeah, my time, definitely. I used to live for work, but now I live to be home with him. So, but I still love what I do. So I am happy. I still get that individuality to go back to work for 30 hours a week. Yeah, absolutely. That is one of the biggest perks of working in the beauty industry is we get to make our own schedules. We get to, you know, divide our time. And as a mom, the challenges come because now you have someone who's solely dependent upon you versus being able to just work, work, work and have your clients depend on you or you depend on your clients, however you want to look at it. So um, I know you're a big proponent for taking care of yourself, meaning meditation, how you ground yourself. Tell me if there's a difference now in how you ground yourself being a mother versus what you did prior to being a mom. Is there a difference or no? So I used to get up every day. I would meditate before I ever started my day. Um, Unfortunately, now I don't have the luxury of that because whenever I wake up, it is full force mom mode. You know, he's waking up at the same time I am and it's, you know, breakfast and dishes and things like that. Um, I will say I try to still work out as much as I can. Um, I do still try to do yoga at least once a week. Sometimes I don't. Um, but I will say though, every night I get in my bathtub for at least 30 minutes and I will listen to a podcast, either motivational meditation, et cetera, at least for 30 minutes. I give myself that to be grounded in who I am, you know, kind of reflect of the day. And especially there is some stuff that we kind of lack whenever we're running a business and being a mom. Absolutely. I love that. If we can't preach or if I can't preach or share one more important thing than what you just said is taking that 30 minutes for yourself as a mom, because it's so easy to get lost in business, get lost in being mom, forget who we are, which that is so commonplace. I am guilty of that to take 30 minutes of just undivided you time, whether yep. it's sitting in your car for 30 minutes and listening to right. the, however you have to make it look, it's so vitally important. And you don't even know that until here you are faced with being a mom realizing my heavens, not that you don't love your work. You don't love your kid, your house, your home, your husband, whatever the situation is, but right. for your own sanity, we yes. need that 30 minutes. I think that's why people lose who they are because they don't take the self-reflection time. Correct. 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 So as you use that as your grounding tool, you're also recharging yourself. Yes. um, Energizing yourself. Or are you in that moment to setting intentions for whatever you want to come or getting rid of bad energy? Is it, or is it all of it in one in that 30 minutes? What do you? Oh, I would say all in one. Yeah. Um, I'm very empathetic. So sometimes I carry others' weights. So that's a one time to let it go. I have to remind myself, like, it's not your journey. It's not your, you know, problems. And you need to focus, A, what you can do better. Um, Definitely to re-energize. Sometimes I would just want to scroll on my phone mindlessly, Mm -hmm. you know, just to escape from the world. And then also sometimes I'm online watching tutorial videos of certain trends that are coming out. And so I'm on my A game. Right. 
Right. So you're taking that time and using it to whatever way you feel you need to. And that's the beauty of who you are as a person, because each one of us would do it differently or similarly. It just depends. And it's what you need at that moment, too. So I applaud you. I do applaud you. So now that you're a mom, do you feel your mom style and your business style are similar or different? Man, I would probably say similar. Um, I am very big on consistency in my life. Um, I can't stand chaos. So therefore, I was very routine before I became a mom. And once my son hit three months where I could make a routine with him, um, I had to do it for my sanity. And I just don't do well with chaos. So I, I struggled really bad during my maternity leave because I'm so routine that it affected me not being routine. You know, I would get up every day and have a purpose, you know, well, okay, I'm got to be at work by 10. So I'm getting up by eight, getting X, Y, Z done, then going to work, going to work, making sure I'm on time, you know, when I'm on attorney leave the beginning and you're just so chaotic because there isn't routine. It was, it was, it was really hard for me. Yeah. So I would definitely say similar because I have to have that set schedule and consistency in my life. Can I ask you, how long did you take off? How long were you able to um, be home or what, you know, before you went part-time, how long were you with him? I took off about seven weeks. I would have taken off more. I would have loved to, but I, I honestly couldn't just because of the shutdown we had prior in 2020. Um, Cause my son was born November of 2020. Um, but I did take seven weeks. I did have a C-section as much as I tried to do natural. I just didn't get to, but if I could do it again, I would probably take off a good 12 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And not that you did it wrong. It's what worked for you and what you worked for me in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so that's why I asked that question for other women listening, not to give yourself, you know, not to give yourself a hard time, give yourself grace because it's what, what worked and it's working for you. Yep. And I felt I got somewhat of guilt because I was off seven weeks during the pandemic shutdown, whenever the state shut us down, um, for the curve, you know, flattening the curve and whatnot. But, um, I think that's why I didn't take a long time because I was already off for a little bit, which honestly helped me in the beginning. because I was so sick. So I honestly don't know why we don't get paid a six month (laughs) leave like Australia, but maybe one day. For sure. That is a goal for the United States. We definitely need a better yes, we do. maternity uh, or postpartum leave. We need to yes. it to be something because, you know, we need it. So who inspires you in the beauty industry? Is she, is it a she and is she a mom? I actually seriously follow a stylist. Her name, her username on um, Instagram is Lisa Loves Bi- Biologic balayage excuse me um and I love her because she is a mom and she takes our industry and just twists it like she always she never puts a cap on anything or a limit on anything you know and she's so real with us every time I watch her seminars or her stories her Instagram lives she's so real she just gives it to you so straight. And I like that because again, I don't like chaos. I don't like gray. I like black and white. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she has a mom and she, especially when I was struggling working out my schedule when I was coming back from maternity leave, 
she always is, you put your family first. You can always make more money later and you put your family first. And I love that because I have a hard time saying no. Yeah. My clients. So yeah, it is. That's a lesson learned for women who start in this industry prior to having children. And you're going to just pick up right where you left off and you're quickly shown that is not it's not the same. You're not that same person that you were before you had the baby and came back to work. So that, you know, um, so now that you've navigated how long, um, how old is, how old is Matt? He's 14 months right now. So he is 14 months old. So what is one thing being a mom now, 14 months in has helped you while running the businesses? Cause you're getting ready to go into busy season here with bridal. Uh, right? Yep. Super busy season. I mean, I have three weddings next month alone. Um, I think what's helped me is juggling. You know what I mean? Juggling life as women, we can, it's funny. I always use this analogy to my husband. We're like a waitress holding a um, serving tray. We can balance so much on that serving tray that most men cannot. We can balance home life, a baby, working groceries, anything and every extracurricular activities that we want to do. You know what I mean? My husband would never be able to be able to sit down and have a podcast meeting with the baby in the background, you know? And, but as women, we are such natural caretakers that we can just do it all. And so it just kind of flows. And I think it also, I mean, I don't know many other industries that I can sit and have this conversation and do the same thing because the beauty industry is very, multifaceted meaning so you're doing hair but you're also potentially you have a person that you share a room with you're talking with them or you're bringing guests in or you have one person under a dryer and you're doing that and you're not thinking about you're just doing it the same thing with the baby like you're having this conversation the baby's playing in the background you know life is continuing to move forward continuing on yes yeah yeah. men have to be focused in on one thing at a time where women we can multitask we can be cooking being on the phone you know dealing with our children and sometimes men are just not built that way so yes 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 oh absolutely amen to that right (laughs) (laughs) I tell my husband the same thing I use the analogy like juggling you know we're we're juggling or wearing different hats and we're able to you know, wear multiple one at the same time. So now that you've been doing this a little bit, one of the things that I was so excited to discuss with you as you're, you know, pregnant and we had all the chats and finally could get you and got the little guy. How do you feel you achieve work-life balance or do you? Sometimes I feel like I'm killing the game with my balance. And then sometimes, like I said, I just... There is sometimes I get in my car and I'm like, should I keep continuing on? Should I, you know, stop paying someone to take care of my child 30 hours a week where I could just do it? So I definitely, that is one thing I have to reflect on daily. Okay. So I, you know, have to do this, this, or this, or this to kind of maintain that balance and my focus on my career. Um, So I definitely feel that before anyone becomes a mom, especially in the beauty industry, I wish I would have had a plan, a better plan instead of just kind of going along with the flow. But I didn't, you know, it's so funny because when you become a mom, you read all these books and you have all the chats, but it's basically about birth. It's never the after. Mm -hmm. So my biggest advice is 
we need to have some type of platform for the actor and how you manage it all. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's very, that's a very, very good point because it goes back to not necessarily losing yourself, but we do lose yeah. ourselves if we're not careful, but keeping up with what feels right internally yeah, versus the external, what the world tells us we're supposed to do or what we should do whether versus what we feel inside. And so I want to go back to what you said a minute ago about struggling with do, you know, sitting in your car reflecting on should I continue forward with my life as I know it now going to my job to do my services on my clients and pay somebody else to raise not raise your baby, but watch your baby. Right. Basically, or, basically he's miss getting, and they're getting that extra time with them. You yeah. know, there's extra moments that you're going to miss, you know? Yeah. 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 And it is, you give it up, but it is, you know, it's not forever. You don't get those moments back, but you get to see some of those things and depending on it. And it, right. it really is a, it's a huge question that you're not the only woman to ask. That's why I, right. I love having I'm so excited to have you here because you are a new mom that had an extremely established, two extremely established beauty businesses. And now you're in that, I mean, you're literally in the throes of it, Misty. You are, I mean, just getting your bearings back. I mean, he's not a year and a half old. So you've navigated the baby hoods and now you're getting into toddlers. Yeah. And it's very different. And you question yourself. I think that is a very a good thing to bring up because you're not the only one. I'm, I'm sure there's yeah. people shaking their head right now as they're listening to this. Like I feel this with everything. Right. I mean, it goes back to that meme that is such a, such a true meme. Even for me, my kids are older and even my kids have said this. Some of my girls have said this to me, the one where, you know, you pull, is it you or is it me? I don't know how it's exactly worded, but you know, do you pull up in your driveway or your garage and sit there for 30 minutes? Now, granted, you have a baby in the backseat, whether they're asleep or whatever, let's, oh, yeah. not, you know, yes, we all, yes. every person does it. Well, let me yep. track. I'm somebody listening, like, no, don't do that. But <laughs> for most of us, we all do, whether it's to listen to the end of the podcast, that yep. song, your, whatever your thoughts are at that moment, you know, whether there's noise or there's not. And that's, right. that's a pivotal moment for a lot of people um, to really, dissect whatever it may be that they're so I love that you brought that up because again the conversation going forward I'll make sure that I ask other people is just that because it's okay to want both right that is true to want both meaning it's okay to want to stay home and not go to work but it's okay to want to work and not stay home it's trying to figure out your balance because sometimes unfortunately in this society we are judged so hardcore because we are so exposed to the internet. And, um, sometimes, you know, if I have a really hard time posting on social media because, and I know that I'm supposed to build my brand on social media. I talked to my marketing director about that. Um, I actually do work with a girl that, you know, kind of gives me the tips and the tricks of the social media for my brand. And I don't post on my business social media a lot, but here's the thing. I don't even barely post on my personal because to me, it's always, oh, look, she's working and she's not at home or look, oh, she could have done my hair today, but she's at the zoo with her son. So sometimes I feel being away out of the social media era time is better for for me personally, Mm -hmm. because just the mental health of that Mm -hmm. and the stamp, like the stigma, like, you know, 
my sister struggled with this going on field trips with her son's school. There's women that kind of shun her because she's not a PTA mom. She didn't quit her job and become a mom full force. You know what I mean? And they're like, well, what's wrong with you? But at the same time, like I love my child. I would give my life for him. But at the same time, when I get into work and I have that individuality and it's like my sanity comes back of who I am and what I love passion wise. So I definitely feel we've got to break that stigma of the judgmentalness between mom and mom. I guess I understand that hundred percent. And I agree with you. You get to be misty. Yes. I don't whoever, misty is, whoever, whoever misty was is becoming, you get yes. to be that person without your son. You can be that person with your son, but you are mom, mommy, mama, whatever, you know what I mean? And you become that and, and Misty's over here. And so right. that's exactly where the conversation needs to be is right in between there that if you want to be mom, because that's okay too, but right. you, you are giving up, you're giving up regardless. We're a, we're a mother for God's sake. We're, Correct. you know, divided. We are now not one person. We are two, you know, or however you want to look at it, but. Well, and it's funny because I feel like I've always had some type of mom role in my life. Like my girlfriends always call me the mom of the group. I'm always making sure they're taken care of and they're where they need to be when we're out somewhere on a trip or whatnot. And it's funny because at work, I get kind of labeled as a mentor because people come to me every day. Hey, what do you, can you look at her and tell me what you think? Hey, can you come help me mix up a toner? What do you, can you look at her and tell me what to do? And it's funny because I never truly escape the mom role. It's just almost amplified now with being a mom to an actual human <laughs> that relies on me for life, you know? So and that that's a good, it's a good quality to have. For sure. But now you're almost, um, like you said, it's amplified. It really is. So, you know, you're, you're navigating that differently, meaning, oh, wait, I'm giving you mom advice, but it's not really, it is the hairstylist mom advice, you know, or maybe, you know, advice versus mom, you know, whatever my little guy. Give me some puffs, give me some snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. So um, what is something in your industry specifically, or if, is there anything specifically that um, excites you? I think it's the, the moving it's constantly going forward. Yes. Trends come back around like right now. Um, like they're trying to not call it chunky highlights, but it's chunky highlights. It's the nineties chunky highlights, but I love that. It's always evolving, moving forward. There's always a new trend. There's always something that we can learn and to expand our knowledge on our business on, because I, yes, I love consistency, but we all, we, everyone, every human can get bored with the same day in day out thing. And for me, just doing a six in root touch up. Yeah, it's easy and it's easy, fast money. But at the same time, I love to take someone that's, you know, can't really find anyone to get them where they want to be and then make that happen. So the challenge of it. Challenge, yeah. The challenge that comes with that and that you're creating something for somebody that they really want. No, I like I like hearing that. And yes, beauty fads they do or trends, like you said, come back around. Everything. I mean, that's funny to hear. I mean, bell bottoms are a thing now, I guess. Right. Bangs are a thing. Like, you know what? I mean, they come and go too. Now that you're a mom and going forward, have you thought about non-negotiables? So do you have any non-negotiables in place now or do you and do you see yourself with different non-negotiables as he grows up? 
So my non-negotiable, there's no way, doesn't really matter what's going on, is I do not work on Sunday nor Monday. I already had a couple weddings scheduled for this coming up month on a Sunday, and now I'm only choosing to do one because I have to really keep that non-negotiable because, again, I go back to that I can't say no. Yes. So I'm really trying to establish that. Because if I don't, then I will constantly just throw myself in work to please everyone and to, you know, make money because I am helping support a human. So yeah, absolutely. that is definitely my non-negotiable. So sure. not working on Sunday or Monday. And that's great because we, we as women need downtime and as a mother, even more importantly, that's your days to regroup. Be and stuff done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Be with yeah. them or grocery shop for goodness sakes, whatever yeah. it would look like. Yeah. Yep. So, Do you have anything that you have previously done or brought to the table or is is maybe just you in your way of working, like mentally or spiritually, do you have different ways or had different ways to go about integrating that with your business? I think so. Um, Especially for me, I... It's funny. My husband always calls me the therapist, which is like such an inside joke. But for me, I always feel that like I bring that sense of, I can, people can always talk to me almost like I'm a kindred spirit. So I feel that's something that I really bring to my clients because I mean, I've had people tell me they were pregnant before they told their husbands. I've had people tell me, you know, unfortunately that they're going, you're having an affair or, you know, something's happened in their life or they're feeling suicidal and to me, that is so that's special to me because I feel a certain type of way that they can tell me, um, in non-judgment way, obviously. And obviously I would never tell anyone else, but, um, sometimes I understand we're hairstylists, but sometimes we're advocates for clients. You know what I mean? And the beauty industry is so crazy because we can be so different and diverse. Some people can specialize in eyebrow waxing. Some people can specialize in color. Some people can specialize in just makeup, but at this, at the end of the day, we are advocates for them. Like they come to us to feel beautiful. They come to us to feel good. And then sometimes they come to us just as a confidant. So absolutely. I say that a lot too, that we are a therapist. I mean, yes. And another thing that personally for myself is I receive as much from them oftentimes as I give. Same. You find that in your same yes. way. Like they yes. don't even realize that they're giving, but I'm learning from them just as much as I'm giving to them. You oh, know, for sure. it's definitely a two-way street. Oftentimes, sure. not always, because you know, just like in any any um part of the biz, um, excuse me, beauty industry, people sometimes just need to talk and get it off their shoulders, and we're here just as listeners. Other times, it has to be reciprocated, where we are the listener or the the giver per se, and then they are the listener. And do you think that's the Scorpio in you? Oh, 125%. People say that they don't believe in all the astrology and stuff. And actually a good client of mine, and she's a mutual client between you and I, we had this wonderful spiritual, just like dive deep appointment yesterday. And, um, you know, reflection was a big thing. Um, sometimes the people that I kind of riff with, it's a reflection because it's something that I struggle with in myself. And that's why I don't like them or like something about them. Um, and you know, just to me, 
we're always can change and we can always just, again, move forward and be better and whatnot. But definitely this industry, I feel brings out more of the spiritual in people, you know, um, and it's funny. My husband hates when I say, oh, they must be a Gemini. Oh, they must be. <laughs> but it's true. It you is. know, it mm-hmm. is true. I'm a Scorpio. I'm very, I like control, which is something I'm really trying to work on, especially being a mom. Yes. When you become a first time mom, you are so controlling and like, don't touch him and don't do this and wipe, you know, wash your hand. And I had to really let go of that because it made me have angst with people. And I don't like feeling like that. I don't like any negativeness in my body. So from one fellow Scorpio mom to another, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know, oh yes, I do know. I do know. And, and we evolve, we evolve as creatures and I do love those, those spiritual deep dive conversations. And you can have them with people, like you said, that we know are (laughs) that way. And then I often am so surprised by other people that you can have those deep conversations that evolve into that and you learn and they learn and you even they give the reflection part of, you know, whatever it may be that. Yes. You said something to go back to um, when you had that conversation and it was such a deep reflection and there were people that come around that potentially could all the things basically create a trigger for you. Yes. And so learning, if you, you know, it's like doing shadow work or, you know, just learning about yourself, those triggers are those reflections within us that we don't like, you know, or there's always something from that trigger that is really deep seated. Have you ever had a client sit down in your chair and you had a trigger like that, that you had to sort through? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I have. Because again, once, once again, I like to be in control, Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't like to hear that I'm wrong. And that is another Scorpio thing. I think because I just, I analyze things in a certain way. And so if I'm being told I'm wrong, I'm like, well, I've thought about this. You know, I've lost sleep over this. Like, what do you mean I'm wrong? And then sometimes in my environment, when someone's kind of making a rift that I'm not in control of, it does make me think, wow, like it's either like me. That's why I don't like it because they're like me. So I tend to try to not have that in my life, but it's funny because my business partner that works next to me, you know, she doesn't like to say that she doesn't like to be told she's wrong either. And it's funny because we're so alike in that dynamic. But then again, that's why we do so well together because if she's like, oh, that's how I feel. And I feel like I'm right. She'll also listen to me and say, well, you know, this is how I feel. And I feel like I'm right. So like, she's never truly triggered me, but others in that environment have definitely triggered me to where I'm like, I'm not going to do them again. <laughs> and you know, know. In that situation, you're like, well, crap, now I have to do their hair. I have yeah. to let go of these emotions that are attached to me. But, you know, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, I'm just envisioning that, you, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like you have this person sit down, whether you know them or not, something has triggered you. You put up a wall and you try so hard to just put that emotion aside. You put the person under the dryer. You try to walk away for a half hot minute to be like, you know, I got to get my stuff together here. I got to put on my happy face or go get water, go to the bathroom or, you know, regroup here. 
But at the end of the day, you get done with their hair. There's such a satisfaction for a, a sense of accomplishment for you because you, you accomplish doing their hair without having any issues, you know, and you, my tongue. <laughs> you yeah, you, you work through that, but yes. also gave that person something they wanted without letting your feelings interfere with the service per se. And so that just brings forward a whole nother realm of things that happen in the beauty industry. Once the client leaves the room, let alone the energy, we talk about bad energy a lot, or I do yes. a lot on here. I'm a key person. Yeah. And so, but that trigger, you either are so consumed with that energy, so hyped up because it bothered you. There's a lot of different ways it could have gone. Do you find, so just think back of the last time it happened. Do you find you have time once that person leaves to sit with it and analyze it? Or do you have to wait till the end of the day? It's usually at the end of the day. I, um, I book myself. So back to back with no room for error, which is horrible. I do not suggest that for everybody, especially starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually at the end of the day, I'm like, well, why did they bother me so bad? Why, have, why didn't we, why did we not connect? Cause like usually a lot of the times, a lot of my clients and I are almost on like a friend level base because we become so close. Yeah. Um, but it's actually really funny to me because I don't usually get my feelings hurt if people don't come back to me. Um, and I, I do work with a lot of people that are like, like, I just felt like, you know, we had something like, I thought she liked it. And I had to learn early on that they're not your friends. And also you can't tell people where to spend their money. Amen. And that is a hard thing. After doing that self-reflection at the end of the day to figure out as a Scorpio, I know I'm just going to bring that right back to it. And as a hairdresser. So you said two things, you don't normally let people bother you if they don't return to you. However, right going to self-reflecting on what a trigger may have been that day, uh-huh. you, the Scorpio in you is not as always as open to yeah. that person coming and sitting in your chair. Like they have to earn, I mean, in life, yes, but they earn your friendship. They earn your trust and it's a mutual give and take. So you attract the right people to be in your chair. If that person that came and sat in your chair as a new client referred to by so-and-so it's going to take just a little bit of a time, a little bit of a dance between the two of you to figure out if that's going to work. And you being having, you know, those different, the different qualities that you already know you have, it's either going to work or not work. So that's why it's easy for you to not be in my perception, not be bothered by it. They don't come back. They come back. It's a I must be like in tune with myself enough to know I can, the minute they sit down, I can tell if they're going to be a loyal returning client or not. And I can tell immediately that a, they don't like me just because of my personality. I'm very outgoing, but I'm also, I know who I am. I'm very firm in who I am. And most people who battle insecurities don't know who they are. And so they try to resist that there's a resistance there. And, and I will know right away if they are not going to return. I, I can feel it from the minute they sit down. And that's fine. That that you learn as you're in this industry that you could be the best of the best of the best, but there will be people that do not think you are even close to the best. And anytime that does happen, I will self-reflect and be like, okay, well, was it me or was it them? 
And honestly, a lot of the time, I feel like people in the beauty industry need to know it is the client. It's really not you. It's the client. Because we do take that responsibility because it's always the slogan, customer's always right. Well, what about me? What about me and my feelings? I put my art out there and she didn't like it. But honestly, did she really like the seven other people that she went to? No. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. So that's my biggest advice for people coming into the beauty industry. I'm actually mentoring a girl right now. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, you know, there is going to be people that will tear you down because once again, you're triggering something in them that they don't want to work on. So they're going to tear you down. So you're not strong and you have to be strong. Right. Or they're going to just tear you down to try to, you know, make them Bring themselves them right up. Back up. Yes. To, right. I mean, it's just all an illusion and a feeling within each other, you know, our self-perception. No, I agree with you hundred percent. There's that in the beauty industry. We all have, or most every woman has their hair girl, their wax girl, their lash girl, yeah. their, you know, their tan girl, their whatever the beauty industry yeah. brings to you. And some are multi and some are not, and some are loyal and some are not. And you have to get past that because you know, the saying that you can be the sweetest peach, but not everybody likes peaches. Not everyone, not everybody wants peaches every damn day. You know what I mean? Or whatever it might be, excuse my language, but that is just the best way to just sit and think of because so true. true. Like it is, it really is. And it's, it's a hard lesson learned. So as a mom, you've now been doing this just a little while. You're going to be so good. I'm so excited to watch you grow and do this journey with your little boy, because I was just so excited to work with you (laughs) before, during, and after pregnancy to see what happens. You're just going to kill it because that's your personality. That's who you are. And But also I say this because I know that about you. However, I still support you. If one day you're like, I had to stop for six months, Dina, because it was just overwhelming. I wanted to have my little guy. I've definitely been close there. There was one day I came home and I told my husband, I said, I said, I think I'm going to quit my job. He's like, what? And I said, not because I don't love it. I said, and it might be where I am Mm -hmm. uh, right now in this season. And I said, but I don't like when I leave, to go to leave to work. I don't want to. And I'm not like that. The only other time I felt like that is when I needed to change atmospheres of where I was working. Um, and I did, I instantly did. I just, again, I don't like negativity. And if it's not bringing me something, I don't feel like I need to put my energy into it. But also I never dealt with the trauma of my birth with Maverick and I was struggling. Yeah. And then that made the guilt worse because I was struggling and I wasn't dealing with it. So I, I definitely had to work through that. And now I have no problem. Be like, nope. Okay. I love you. I'll see you later. See you in a couple hours, you know? Yeah. So I definitely feel if someone's struggling there, they just need to take the time, write down pros, cons, why you love your job, why you might want to quit. Cause that definitely did help me as well. Absolutely. I say that with everything. I just gave this advice to one of my girls. Actually, yeah. my daughter girls, not one of my work girls, the same thing. There's <laughs> not a girl. Yeah, I got lots of girls and I love it. Um, and it's okay to say no. Like, it's okay yes. to feel that way. It's okay. Like, you know, you're going to feel guilty if you're like, I just want to stay home and cuddle the baby today. And I have yes. clients that really need to. Well, now it's just going to make my life harder one day oh, yeah. this month. Okay. because. But it is a give and take because some days you just don't get those back. And that's okay. Those are called mental health days. Yes. We all need them. Don't be afraid. I mean, you know, you know what you can do. I remember in a different profession, I was like, I, 
I'm not coming in today. And they're called mental health days. I just did not want to work. And that's okay. Like we have that. And as long as you recognize that in yourself and figure out how you can navigate, that's the most important thing. Well, Misty, it was so good to sit and chat with you. I have enjoyed every minute. I have two fun questions before we wrap up. Are you a coffee or tea drinker? Ooh, I'm a coffee drinker. And if you were at a local coffee shop, what would be your order? I would get, I like espresso over a little bit of oat milk. And I put the teeniest, tiniest little drizzle of caramel on it. Um, to me, I like to actually taste coffee. I don't like to taste dairy because I'm not really doing any dairy. Um, for mine and my husband's both health. But that's definitely my order for sure. I think Starbucks has like a shake and espresso, kind of the same thing. Yeah, sounds delicious. And do you have a favorite mom or business quote or mantra that you're living by lo- lately? Um, I would say to say no when you when your intuition is telling you no, say no. Um, I wish I would have done that a lot more in early on in my beauty industry days, building my career, and also um, with my son. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have said no in the beginning to a lot of things, whether it be people trying to come over to see him, their un, you know, unsolicited advice and pediatricians, to be honest, their advice. So trust your gut, honestly. I love it. I love it. Well, um, will you take a minute and tell everybody where they can connect with you? Uh, <laughs> my personal Instagram is yeah. at Misty Collins, M-I-S-T-I-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Um, one of two beauty uh, handles is at Misty, M-I-S-T-I-E, Shay, C-H-E-Y, Styles on Instagram. And then I have something blue also on Instagram, which is something and then B-L-U. Perfect. I will tag all of these in the show notes as well as on any graphics that we post. And I can't wait to connect again. We have another, uh, there will be a, another episode to be continued with Misty in the future. So have a great day, girl. You too. I I was so happy to be here. Yes. Love it. Love it. So glad we made it happen. Me too. Well, that's the show for today, my friends. I hope you have enjoyed it. Go ahead and check out the list of past guests that I have had, because if you enjoyed this episode with Misty, I know there are a handful of other amazing women that are working in or running a beauty business or brand that you would love to learn something from. I'd love to connect with you as well. So head on over to Instagram and join me at Mama Knows Beauty Biz Podcast. Shoot me a DM if you have any questions or would love to chat. Or if you know someone who I need to interview, please send me a message because I'd love to try to connect. And as always, I wish you the very best day. See you soon.